the CEO Diaries, powered by Harper Ellis Hairco. All right, welcome back to another episode of the CEO Diaries. I have another exciting episode. Uh, if you're watching, you can see her. But if you're listening, I have Aubrey Stewart Hello. back on the podcast today. She was on a few episodes ago. I've lost count at this point. We're having so much fun. <laughs> um, but today, we actually decided this is not really a part two to the to the first one, but we wanted to do an entire episode of her branding because this is, of course, one of our number one questions. I feel like, you know, over time, Harbella's brand has just gotten so strong. And um, those of you that don't know, I'm going to give you a little backstory. Aubrey's been with Harbella's Hair Co. for about two years, mm -hmm. almost two years. And she's our branding expert. She's our marketing strategist. You name it. She does everything as far as um, in that realm, as far as marketing and social media. And so I'm excited for you guys to kind of hear from her. Everyone loves to hear from her. She teaches in all of our Harbella's classes. But we're going to talk about branding and what it means to us. And I think this episode is going to be so valuable for you guys that are struggling with this because I feel like we sort of have this different approach with branding and different mindset than other people are just going to teach you. Like if you were to Google video about branding, right. they're going to give you the common answers, but we're going to kind of give you a different outlook on branding, yes. hopefully. Yeah. So um, I'm going to let her dive in. She's already told, if you don't know her, Go back to the other episode because you've got to listen to that one first and listen to the story there and how she came about. But we're going to dive right into branding. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Wait, first, what's in your cup? So Casey, <laughs> Casey G made me a, a tea. A tea? Like an, an energy tea? An energy tea okay. and it's cherry limeade and it's so good. It's it so looks good. really refreshing. Yeah, I feel so summery. Yeah. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a shaken oat brown sugar mm -hmm. shaken oat espresso from Starbucks. It's honestly my go-to. We have a lot of really good coffee places <laughs> around here, but I love Starbucks oh, coffee. So good and Seven Brew. Yeah, so I don't. Good. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Seven Brew because it's too sweet for you. It's something. Yeah, yeah. I like. I like. I like really dry mm -hmm. champagne. I like really dry yes. wine, and I like my coffee to taste like coffee. Yeah, <laughs> and that does. And it does. So, <laughs> so one of the things that I feel like Harper Ellis does like really well with our branding education specifically we really kind of step away from that traditional idea of like branding being your logo your font and your color scheme like yes those are so like that's a priority of it but to us it's psychological mm -hmm. and I really like that we talk about that because now more than ever brands are so much more complex like we in every class we talk about you know people don't buy from businesses anymore they buy from other people and so something i love especially in the hair industry or beauty industry is you have such an advantage over the typical person who's branding themselves because you are you are able to bring in your personal style the things that actually drive you to do what you do, the things that motivate you, the things that set you apart from others, like mixed in with your craft. And I feel like whenever stylists realize that about themselves, that's when you can see that shift. Yeah, like major growth. Yes, like and like they start getting their dream clients in their chair. They start making their dream income. They're excited to go to work. They're excited to post on social media. And I feel like that, once you kind of wrap your mind around that, it changes everything, which is what we're gonna talk about today. 
Totally. I and I feel like, that. you know, kind of a side note to that, if you, you know, if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't even have a brand. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where to start. And if you say you go and like hire a professional to help you, yeah. what they're going to do is they're going to build out basically a PDF and it's going to have like your fonts, your brand colors, and maybe some like inspo pictures that go along with like your brand scheme and stuff like that. To us, we feel like it, yes, those things are important, but if you go and hire a professional, likely at first that's kind of all they can do for you. Yes, absolutely. Because they don't know you. They don't know what you're trying to achieve. They don't know your voice. They don't know, you know, what, you're, what message you're trying to get put out to the world, basically. And so I feel like, especially since you and I have worked together, the definition to this has changed so much. I know for me, I'm sure you, you like were born branding genius, but <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for me, I know the definition has completely went because I've realized that our success is growing the faster or the more that we become us. Like, and when I say, we'll talk about what I mean by mm -hmm. becoming us and showing the world who we are. But, you know, just a little side note to that because I feel like a lot of people confuse that stuff is really important, like the colors and the fonts and stuff like that, but that's just not all there is to it. So, yeah. And I think like something to mention is people get so caught up on like those aspects of it. And there's this like weird order that people have in their brain of, I have to have my logo before I can start XYZ. I have to have my logo, I have to have my brand colors, I have to have whatever. When sometimes I feel like it's the reverse. Like you need to establish who you are, who that dream client is, how you want to be perceived before you can step into like the standard branding aesthetic whatever totally um, and I know a ton of people especially I'm thinking hairstylists specifically on Instagram that their brand is so strong but they don't even have a logo oh yes and which is great which right. is fine totally fine they don't maybe they own a business and they don't need their own personal logo mm -hmm. so what I'm trying to say is it's that part of it really isn't that important no it's not I think what in my opinion the like the key to branding yourself is consistency. And I don't mean consistency of like how often you post. I mean being consistent in how you show up. And so that's choices, like that's every choice that you make. That's down to the type of pictures that you post, the outfits that you are wearing in your pictures, the voice that you type with, like in your captions, the way you punctuate, capitalization, do you use proper grammar? Like literally every detail that you choose, as long as you're consistent with it, that's going to be what builds your brand. You can't, like you can't have multiple personalities. No. You know, on social, and I feel like that's, people are kind of guilty of that. I'm yeah. saying that out loud because I've been guilty of that in the past because not having multiple personalities, although <laughs> I probably do. Okay, let's be real. <laughs> but I mean, on social media, you know, right. you can't show up every day kind of a different person. I've been guilty right. of that because I wasn't sure who I wanted to be be on social media well and you're told like we're told so many ideas of you need to be professional show up professional like show up talking a certain way only showing certain parts of your life whenever in reality like your superpower is you the other 80 percent of the mm -hmm. time and so i feel like that's something that you really had to kind of like shed that mm -hmm. especially last i feel like last year we had like a big i don't know like trauma trauma <laughs> question mark <laughs> no, but like you just you had a moment of like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And I think whenever you ask yourself why, that's whenever so many like shifts happened. And so if you feel like right now who like especially if you have been posting consistently, if you feel like I have been busting my ass 
for six months, you know, trying to show up how I want to be seen, but you you still don't feel like that's right, you're probably not being as authentic as you should be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a very valid thing to kind of get over because yeah. we all want to be seen like the best and we want to create content that's perfect. Yeah, very polished. Polished, but the thing that's going to break you through is going to be showing who you are really. Yeah. So, and that sounds so cliche. Yeah. But it's true. It is cliche, but people aren't getting it because they're not showing right. that. It's like others. too cliche. Yeah. So people don't get it. People aren't getting that like, oh my gosh. And, you know, it's kind of a, something that might help this make sense, you know. Something about me, and I know Aubrey will agree you're probably gonna laugh but i'm very very committed to a brand like if i'm in i'm all in right i will just leave it there i'm very committed but when i say that you know and i know it's not this is kind of far-fetched because i know that i hope this is relatable when i say it but you know one of my dreams my number one dream for a while was i wanted a brand new home or i wanted a new home because i wanted to be able to sort of be on brand even when i'm and some of you guys are like you're nuts like why does that even matter (laughs) and it doesn't necessarily matter it's not a make or break on your success that's not what I'm saying but I wanted to sort of make you know my aesthetic like that way it was very recognizable yes and you know so I I redid my home first and I had or I had a we bought a home and remodeled it and I was very um you know careful about the way that I sort of put it together in the decor and because I wanted it to be very recognizable well then you know fast forward to now we have a brand new headquarters and a lot of people walk in there and like it looks like your house Tara (laughs) and I'm like I know but it's that's on purpose you know so I'm just kind of using that as an example because I'm so committed to wanting my things to be very recognizable Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about the psychological part behind that in a second but you know I wanted everything to be very recognizable and that's down to my clothing which we posted you know a few things or a reel the other day about you know why do I wear all black and that's not just because I like black I do but you know it's it's recognizable for me. People know that I do that. And that's that's a brand for me. And so it's kind of down to like how you walk and talk. Right. You know? And I think something like that's worth mentioning with that is with your uniform, you're all black. You do that, you the recognition, but also so you don't have to overthink it. Like it is authentic to who you are. Yeah. And so even whenever you are showing up as work, Tara, it's like easy. It's not being like, oh my God, how, like what do I look like for work, Tara? You're right. just Tara and Tara wears black. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like that's a huge part. It's all, that's actually always been a big part of my brand yeah. and something like actually Kirsten and I Kirsten's a master stylist in our salon and educator with Harper's Hair Co she is going to her brand is just now oh scratching the surface so yes. if you don't follow her go follow her because you guys are about to probably see a huge journey absolutely um career-wise with her but it's because like her style is so strong oh it's so good it's too. so good she's so like she's got the best style in the world mm-hmm. And so that is her brand. Like this like cool girl style is Kirsten's brand and it's gonna really attract the people that she wants to do business with in her chair. And so um, I know that's kind of, we kind of got off on a path on the, you know, another road there, but I just want you to understand that sort of your brand is just you. That's what we're trying to tell you is just, it is who you are in your everyday life and what you do day to day and, and, you know, how you talk, how you walk and how you breathe, so. Absolutely. I think something like to springboard off of that is if you feel like right now you're not happy with your brand, one of the first things you need to do, like an exercise that Tara recommends a lot is like, who is your dream client? And we often talk about your dream client avatar. Like what do they look like? And I feel like this also is kind of a a self-reflection exercise, if you will, because you might realize how unaligned you are and you might not realize how many decisions you are making from the moment you wake up to the moment you walk out of work that don't align 
with like your dream client and basically the brand that you should be. Right. Um, and so I think we should talk about like all of the tiny aspects that make up the dream client. Yeah. And you know, like you might be surprised about the things that you're not doing yeah. currently to align with that. Totally. Like you need, I think one of the things that you did, which I loved was, I think you named your avatars. Yeah, she like had when, a name. Yeah, you, like yeah. so yours had a name. You need to think about how old they are. What did they do for work? What are their hobbies? How do they dress? Where do they hang out? Where do they hang out? What do they want their hair? Like, how do they want their hair done? And kind of, I think you've mentioned their budget. Like, yeah, I was just saying about their, their budget. Like, what does their bank account look like? And I think whenever you sit down and kind of start there, you not only will get like a clear image of what you want, but it will also reveal, which is funny because we were just talking about this before we started the podcast, like blocks that you have yourself, uh, like maybe things that you're telling yourself, like, I can't have that client because I'm not that. Or it might just make you realize that you are doing nothing to align that dream client. Right. And I feel like whenever you can get that on paper, it'll really help you start mm -hmm. making decisions intentionally. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of a those punch in the stomach. I think this is one mistake, or mm -hmm. I don't know if you call it a mistake, but something I see a lot inside of our industry is all stylists are like, I really, my dream client is that bougie client. Every day we hear that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But let me kick you in the ass real fast. You're not bougie. Mm -hmm. And you don't, that, and you guys are been like, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I can't afford to go out and buy bougie things. That's not what I'm saying. Not at all what I'm saying. You don't have to have expensive things and live this bougie lifestyle to have the bougie client. But you do have to show up in the same sort of wavelength mm -hmm. that these bougie clients are because that's who they're going to. You, you attract what you are. That's just yes. the matter of a fact. So true. It's the way that it is. You attract what you are. And, you know, I, I love Creighton for this example. Creighton Ellis, he's, you know, the hand-tied craftsman in our salon and lead educator for Harbrellis. He was the same way. I mean, just starting out in this industry, he wanted he was my assistant at first, and of course my clientele was the bougie client. Mm -hmm. And he quickly learned, those are the people I want in my chair because those are the people that are gonna pay for hair extensions and pay for the services that I'm offering. And so it wasn't even something I out loud taught him. Mm -hmm. He morphed, and it wasn't that he was going out and buying designer. Yes, the kid has a better shoe collection than anyone I know at this point. But this is before that, guys. Mm -hmm. This is before he could afford any of those things. And this is before, he knew anything about designer items or anything that you would call bougie per se. Right. But he acted a certain way. He walked a certain way. It was his energy. It was his energy. He knew what type of conversations to have with these type of people. Yes. And they're very different. And if the bougie client's not your client, then okay, let's evaluate what kind of conversations are that is that client having? Mm -hmm. And you know, where are they hanging out? What are they eating? What are they, what are they breathing? What are, you know, all right. those things. And so something just kind of think about, you don't have to necessarily, if you want a bougie client, great. You don't have to go out and spend a million dollars at Louis Vuitton or Gucci, but talk the way they talk right. and, you know, not, don't change who you are, but have different types of conversations. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I feel like something that like, it's so easy to, you know, make a post online that aligns with that aesthetic it's so easy to even have a photo shoot for yourself for your dress that way you know putting off that energy but the thing that i feel like and i don't mean this rude that falls short is whenever that client sits in your chair you're not that person that you've portrayed online mm -hmm. and that's something that i feel like we see mm -hmm. a lot um you can put up a mask online you can say the right things but whenever they end up in your chair are you dressed that same way mm -hmm. do you talk 
that same way that you talk online, do you deliver like that experience or is it just like a normal, you know, yeah. walk into any shop down the street and right. sit down and get your hair done? And I think a barrier with that too is sometimes, you know, and I know in the past one mistake that I've made and I feel like this is the best way that I teach is I teach the mistakes that I've made mm -hmm. and what I've learned from them. But you know, I've went out and I've hired agencies for doing my social media mm -hmm. and they listen to me as far as like, hey, I want to, I want to portray, I want to, I want to cater to the luxury client. And so I allowed them to take over my voice on social media and it wasn't at all who, who I am, you know, may have been talking to the same client, but then when they walked into my salon in my space, I wasn't that girl on that I was portraying on social media. It's confusing. Yeah. So I think think you know just sort of your attitude behind or your personality behind the words that you're using and, and the way that you're sharing things I think matters as well yeah I totally agree I just want to kind of like talk about some things that you might not be thinking which we touched on a few of these a second ago but like every decision that you make on social media and for the sake of this I'm going to be talking about social media mostly because yeah. that's the lion's share of it like it matters and something about like Tara's brand and Harper Ellis brand we are we don't do anything by accident everything is a choice nothing is a matter of convenience we do follow trends sure but for the most part we have a very like particular image that we like keep aligned with and it goes down to the font that we use on your Instagram stories you will, you will not catch me dead mm -mm. using a different font than the one that we use every every day. Mm -hmm. um, we make the backgrounds on all of our pictures black on our stories. Like mm -hmm. these are tiny things that whenever you are intentional about them, people will catch up. And the reason that we do that is for that psychological space. Yeah. We want it to be, we don't want you to have to look in the top left corner and see the Harperellis logo to be like, oh, this is Harperellis. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, beautiful hair is everywhere. Everywhere. Any extension account that you follow, you are going to see beautiful transformations. You will never hear me say otherwise. Our competition is not who can make the prettiest hair. No. That's, that's not it. And as a stylist, like that should not be your competition either. <laughs> it, it should be client focused. So what can we do to take up that psychological space as soon as possible? Black background, same font every time. And something I love about this is I've noticed that our rider dies have kind of, they, they want to be a part of that and they've started doing it too. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I, it's that mutual benefit of like, we're supporting each other's brand. Mm -hmm. So it's just really cool to see that happen. Two, like the way that we write our caption, never an accident. The breakdown of it, the, the line breaks, the punctuation, like you will rarely see an exclamation point on Tara's copy, really, because she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> but talking periods, she does. Aubrey says. <laughs> What's funny though, is if you look at her text, <laughs> I do you can't like different person. <laughs> but talking to her face to face, yeah. you're not a fluffy like, no. hey girl, I, yeah. you, you're very yeah. straightforward text said you just can't mm -hmm. like read what you're saying because mm -hmm. it's all spelled wrong because <laughs> i'm typo yes. i just i do not have time to correct it's myself okay. so if you cannot translate then that's your fault you you just won't last long <laughs> I, my second language is tara that's Tara's what i like text to say right i'm like there. no i get it yeah. um, that's so funny but and you too like i just something to say because i know that people listening to this are like ah oh, because i used to like hate that about myself that I wasn't the fluffy. The fluffy, yeah. Like I used to sort of envy people that were naturally, yes. you know, because people are drawn to those kind of people, I feel like immediately, but then after that, it's just kind of like, okay. Then the real person always surfaces. Not that those people 
aren't real people, but what I'm saying is that's just a front, that's just a, a front side of a uh, no personality. Like yeah. yeah, just a front side of a personality and then past that, what is, what's deeper than that? So now I've grown past that and I don't like wish that I was like that. But if that's you and you're sitting there like, oh, I wish I was more fluffy. I wish I could get on stories and everyone would be so attractive, you know, attracted to me. Like don't necessarily wish that because I spent so much time and energy on being like, oh, wish I would you know but I'm just not and I feel like now that I've come into like hey this is who I am people are more attracted to that so oh yeah like I feel like we hear that all the time of like I just love how real Tara is yeah. it's like yeah that's just how she is like she what you see is what you get yeah yeah that's a downfall sometimes yeah but for, <laughs> it's so much more attainable though yeah, yeah. Um, speaking my mind it's got me in a lot of trouble sometimes <laughs> we love it. it keeps it spicy yeah I think another thing that like when especially when you're creating content be intentional about the trends that you follow and like the audios that you use and what i mean by that is we are in an age of you see like the funny videos and like we love like we love a good prank any chance that we can prank coach we take it's but it's, it's never, now part of our brand it is part of our brand that we bully that we bully coach casey yes yeah, girls club. Sorry, coach. <laughs> but there are some accounts that I see, and I don't. I'm not dragging anyone when I say this. I hope no one feels attacked. But people who are doing like trends, or challenges, or pranks, and it just feels so forced. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're just doing that because you feel like you have to or you should. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like we need to shed that mm -hmm. idea as well. Like just because someone else is doing a trend or you're seeing every other person in your industry, in your salon, do something. Like if that doesn't align with you, don't do it. Because there is nothing that people can see from a mile away than a forced brand. Right. And if it doesn't feel authentic to you, it sure is like going to feel yeah. authentic to anyone else. Yeah. And that's really off-putting mm -hmm. because not to be like a broken record, but people do not buy from businesses anymore. Mm -hmm. They buy from people. And if you don't feel authentic, you're losing that trust. Right. And it all boils down to trust, especially in the hair industry, mm -hmm. especially in the niche down extension industry. Whenever it's a very vulnerable thing. Usually people are getting extensions because they're insecure about something mm -hmm. and it's a lot of money. Yeah. Like, so those two things, like, to get really psychological with you guys, it starts with trust. Can they trust you financially? Can they trust you with their insecurity of needing more hair or wanting more hair or hating how they look, whatever? And so it, it starts with that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, too, sometimes it's okay that you don't, like, even if you're sitting there like, oh, I do have a brand, but I don't love it. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. I, that's okay. Like, that's such a big part of my journey. That's so an important thing to go through actually yeah and i sometimes it ch I, I think your brand should change as you change and you know like evolving is such a a key thing i mean definitely staying consistent and not just like oh once a month dropping what you've created and then recreating i'm not right. saying that but it's okay if things change and you know even right now you know harper's Hairco, our brand is about y'all are about to go what in the hell is going on down I'm there i'm so excited <laughs> um aubrey's hijacking my brand just kidding just a little bit it's fine <laughs> no i um We'll talk about it in a minute, but um, no, even now, even though Harbrell's brand is so strong, we are looking for ways to like elevate our content. And we've changed so much. Yes. In we the last year, year or six months. Yeah. I would yes. say like our business, mm -hmm. you guys, and, and this is a total different podcast, but 
our business has flipped upside down in the best way in the last six months. Yeah. Like we are now like, I feel like we are just a freaking well-oiled machine. Powerhouse. We're powerhouse right now. We're, we've, but it's not by accident. We didn't just wake up one day right. and be like, oh, here we are. Like we have actively made changes inside of our our, our company to you know be this powerhouse brand and, and grow and be so stronger. And so all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't long ago that we kind of woke up and was like, what we're doing doesn't make sense anymore. Yes. You know, we we need to now you know stick with the same brand, but let's evolve it into what we are developing into and who our people are. Yeah, like I feel like that was a big part of it. Like in this kind of refresh whatever evolve wherever we are it's because of our people like the harper ellis family mm -hmm. i feel like is a big part of it yeah and representing them and the people that we love and also the people that we want more of right definitely yeah and you know i've changed you know even as like yes the owner and you know i've i'm a different person than i was a year ago you know I'm, you're not the terror that i met when you hired me no yeah totally different i look back at videos and i'm like your voice doesn't even sound the same why does your face look different like why is everything about you different that's vocal cord damage from all the teaching i've done in that. I, I call it her miley cyrus voice so miley cyrus voice it's like permanent now i love it um but now i'm like i've changed and i think i've you know just to be honest with you guys i've become more comfortable with who i am and I've maybe just now figuring it out. I'm yeah. embarrassed to say that I'm 32 years old, but you know, it's just, I, it's the truth. And, and so now that I'm figuring it out, I'm like, okay, let's, let, how can I show that now, you know, to the world? Not that I have something to prove, but because no one can compete with your brand. Right. And that's the thing. I, now we are to this level with of success with Harper's haircut that I don't even we we never look at competitors. I oh. can literally say that and honestly yes, say that. Me too. We might do market research as far as like you know making sure our pricing stays competitive, yes. maybe, um, or we might um, make sure you know we're keeping up to date with new products, new and products, stuff yes. like that. But like never. I used to be so consumed with that. I used to spend my nights mm -hmm. like in bed. I used to cannot oh, I sleep remember. at night because I, I would, this. yeah, I would go to our competitors, mm -hmm. Instagrams and social media platforms and just be like, oh, I'm not doing what they're doing. Or, mm -hmm. you know, that's why we're not big like they are because we're not doing this and that and that. And that, if you're doing that, not only is that such a waste of your time and energy, mm -hmm. but you will never you will never get there. You will never get, I don't even know where you're trying to go, but you will never feel like, okay, I'm doing this. Right. But the minute that I like stepped away from looking at other people and said, okay, who actually are we? Right. We now, some of those big companies I used to lay at bed at night and think about, they can't compete with us. Yeah. And it's just finally because people are coming to us because we are us. Mm -hmm. And that's just that simple. People come to us because they are like, what what we're offering is very authentic and you know, you just can't compete with that. And so when you guys figure out how to do that yourselves, no one else can compete with you either. Yes. Not that com competition is important, but I mean, competition, if, if you're not, I hate that like community over competition phrase, which I you're know. not surprised that I hate that. No. I just, I, that is so dumb. Right. Like, it's just a dumb way of thinking. I just think it's kind of like a not very intelligent way of thinking. Right. Like I understand what they're trying to say as far as like collaboration. I'm a, you know me, I'm a big believer in collaboration. Yes. I'm very careful about who I collaborate with, mm -hmm. 
because not everyone aligns with your brand right. or your morals. Right. But past that, you know, comp you do have competition. You have yeah, a it's okay. basket. It's okay. It's like yes. the nature of humans. You know, you've got a basket of clients, especially in your community, that are going to come sit in your chair and they have 50 choices probably in the same corner that you're working on. Huh. And so what is going to make you different from everyone else mm -hmm. and make people want to come to you? And I think that's, you got to ask yourself that to yeah. figure out what your brand's going to be. Mm -hmm. so. And like, that doesn't mean that you're talking bad about other people's brand. You're yeah. not, you know, you're not supporting them. Another thing that I have kind of figured out, and this is a lately thing mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. is your own personal style, like your clothing. Mm -hmm. And I, for so like, and I sort of change, I like conform into different styles and yeah. I think that's okay too. But I've learned that this is a big uh, barrier between people and finding their own brand mm -hmm. and so and you guys are you guys already know what what to do because you're already seeing these people just think about just like close your eyes think about the people on instagram or you know any social media platform that you're like wow i it's like you you see things out in the public and you, they remind you of yes. these people yes or um it's a psychological thing i mean you're you think about them all the time or you log on instagram and mm -hmm. boom there they are you don't have to really visually see what they're posting but you're like oh there they are again yes. Because that's because their brand is so strong. And so one thing that I noticed not long ago is like something about these people that they have in common is their style, like their own personal style. And that doesn't necessarily have everything to do with clothing, but a lot of it is. Yes. Um, their own personal style is very established. Mm -hmm. Like you just know what it is and it's very consistent, which we did mention, you know, the all black earlier yes. in the episode. Mm -hmm. But I think that is one thing, you know, talking to stylists throughout all of our classes that we have is, you know, they will say like, oh, I just, I need a new wardrobe. And, yes. and I don't really like downplay that. I'm like, yeah, you might. You might. You might need to like go and evaluate like, what am I putting on every day? What am I going to work in every day? Yes. Something Kirsten and I said last night, uh, Kirsten's actually been, Kirsten, Kirsten and Britton have been helping me sort of like take out the old in my closet that I don't want to wear anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're young and cool. And they've been telling me what's not cool anymore and what is. Mm -hmm. And so find some people like that in your life if you need to. Yes. And they've been, you know, sort of just kind of reconstructing my closet basically so I can easily grab things that are, you know, a better choice than what I have been. And so um, Kirsten last night, she said, she was like, you know, she was rearranging things so it was like easy for me to grab and it was like a lot of my accessories. Yes. And she was like, it's just wild. Like, I love that we're doing this and I love that I'm getting to be able to help you do this because it's it's a look good, feel good thing. And mm -hmm. it was funny to hear that out of her, like so much growth out of this girl. She's 21 years old, but she's like, look good, feel good. Like she's like every single day, she's like success to me. And she said this in her podcast, if you listened, she's like success to me is to be able to wake up every day and not cry. Mm -hmm. And what she meant by that was like that her image is so important to her and she didn't have it for so long so she was upset every time when she would get ready to go to work because she didn't feel the way that she wanted to feel yes. and so look good feel good and I think that that is the, one of the number one steps you can't create this brand without figuring out what is your personal style so yeah. and I think something that's like really important not to get so deep right now but I'm going to is like realizing that no matter how you are right now you deserve to feel that way it doesn't matter if you've gained weight, lost weight, had a baby, started a new career, got out of a relationship. You deserve to feel good totally. and to like show up as that dream version of yourself because 
yeah, like you deserve it as a person, but your hard work deserves it, like as from your branding standpoint. And you will never get to that point where you feel perfect or deserving, quote unquote, deserving to look that way because there will always be something that you aren't that yeah. is like in the way. And I don't mean that bad. I don't mean mm-hmm. that negatively, but like you just need to stop waiting. Yeah. Jump into it. Don't don't be like I'll buy that wardrobe when I lose 15 pounds. Right. Because there's that mind shift that you'll mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. of when you do start looking that way that maybe maybe you'll realize I don't need to lose 15 pounds. Right. I just need to dress in a way that I feel incredible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe showing up as that best version of yourself will motivate you to make those changes that allow you to sure maybe lose 15 pounds or maybe just improve your health therefore improving your mental health Mm -hmm. like it's all so connected and I think especially as women we just we set those weird hard limits that I'll deserve that change whenever I do this right and if you need to hear that right now like don't wait right like this is us telling you don't totally because you'll never get there and I don't mean that in a mean way no there will just always be something else absolutely I mean that's incredible because you know I mean even myself I feel like you know I'm never I'm never I've been trying to get on this like workout journey Mm -hmm. for my whole life (laughs) um and I'll and I'll start and I'll stop or or I'll start and I'll quit is what a better word I'll quit and I'll start and I'll quit And, you know, it was always that, like, that aspect of my life was such a barrier of, like, well, I'll do this when I'll do this. Right. And I am on week two of working out right now, which yeah. I'm proud of. We're so proud of you. Yeah, hopefully I keep going. But, um, and I'm going to keep going. Well. But, you know, it's never going to be perfect. And that's right. what, I love that. We do an exercise inside of our education. It's called the Wheel of Life. And it's basically different, it's a pie chart in different categories of fulfillment, you could say. And so, you know, I could refill out one of those Wheel of Life's every week. Mm-hmm. And one of my little categories would be almost empty sometimes because mm-hmm. it's a roller coaster. And success is just such a juggling act. Mm-hmm. But I think like making those small changes, you know, just like I need to go to bed earlier and I need to work out in the morning. Well, I started with working out in the morning. I'm still not going to bed earlier, but this next week my goal is to be in bed every single night by nine o'clock so mm-hmm. it's not ever going to be perfect just like make small changes and small goals to to equal the big picture right. um but all that has everything to do with your brand and i think that's what people don't realize it's all connected mm-hmm. and i think like something if you're really struggling with self-worth and like self image you know skewing in your mind and that's why you feel like you're not able to establish your brand like we were actually just talking about this yesterday like romanticizing Mm -hmm. everything that you're doing Mm -hmm. and like romanticizing the content that you're creating if you have to step into like almost an alternate reality version of yourself like be delusional Mm -hmm. at the beginning that's fine Mm -hmm. we are giving you permission to be ridiculously delusional act like you are already making that six-figure salary that you want act like you already have the wardrobe that you want act like you already have all the your dream clients in your chair and that will like give your brain permission to shift into that version of yourself right and then one day you'll wake up and you won't have like trick yourself yeah you won't have to make that decision you won't have to be like okay i'm gonna pretend like i have like my dream client back to back today because either you'll have it already or your brain will just be wired in that pattern yeah um i think it's it's so much more mental than people realize like making that choice definitely and sometimes it's giving yourself permission to Mm -hmm. and you know i love that i know recently i've found you're gonna find your brand in these 
It's almost like finding your personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's kind of what we're saying. It really is. But sometimes you'll find your brand in the weirdest places. Like, I love, I saw this the other day. There was a girl on Instagram, and I looked at her, and she had, you know, tons of followers, which does not matter, by the way. But her brand was so pronounced, and I read, I, like, started to look through, and it, I quickly realized that her brand was created on like success but also mental health Mm -hmm. and the fact that she sort of struggles with mental health and that has become her brand and so I was just thinking I'm like she has found what she's passionate about truly Mm -hmm. and it's not things that you would even realize Mm -hmm. and she's built a brand on that and so you know be careful about that don't build brands on things that you think that just because other people are doing it right but if you're like I want to make awareness around you know and that just whoever you just should figure out who you are and that's then capitalize off of that there are aspects about myself I'm still not quite there yet and I'm still growing and learning and figuring it out and I feel like in the next year even my brand is going to evolve even more and that's what it should be doing but find your brand in places that you won't expect like the struggles yeah because the struggles are what make you real Mm -hmm. and that you know invites other people who are struggling with those same things to connect with you and you feel safe like you become a safe place where people can be authentic because at the end of the day we all just want authenticity and to be seen as who we are yeah and so I love that because she gave herself permission to use something that is a big part of her life, is a big part of her struggle, and turned it into like mm-hmm. a superpower, like right. quote unquote. You know? Totally. I love that. I think that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I think that's something that especially hairstylists, like the things in your life day to day that you feel like are so boring and mundane are the things that are going to set you apart. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're in an eight, this is kind of a sidebar, but I think it's worth mentioning. We're in the age of like everything is content. People want to see the nitty gritty parts of life. They want to hear about the struggles. They want to see the boring things because people are so tired of polished, mm-hmm. overly, you know, perfected, overly filtered. But we're also like, we're just curious. People are curious. And so as much as you're willing to share, you can really profit off of that, benefit from that. But what I love about like the beauty industry is everything that you guys do is so interesting. Like mm-hmm. mixing toner. I say this like in every class. I don't know anything about toner, <laughs> but my God, will I look at every formula someone shares and be like, oh yeah, saving that. Oh yeah. I will never do someone's hair in my life. But if you go on my Instagram so saves, true. it's just like, it's like, true. like, like, so true. but, yeah. and that's, that's everyone. That's not yeah. just me. Like that was me before I worked for a hair company. Right. And so, what I want you guys to really like keep in mind is every little part of your day is worth sharing if you're comfortable with it. Like mm-hmm. if it matters to you, if it's interesting to you, it's interesting to someone else. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not interesting to you, if you've like done a full foil and you've got like a thousand foils in someone's head and you're like, I should post this on my story. Yeah, yeah you should mm-hmm. because that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing too small. No. And there's okay too to a flip side of that to have a privacy box. Like, oh, yes. I totally do. You guys see what I want you to see on my yes. social media. Yep. I definitely have a privacy box, mm-hmm. and there's things that I will never share. And it's you know whether it's my kid, you know I share my kid, but you know there's some aspect of Fletcher's life that I don't share, yes. and because it's I don't want it out there. Mm-hmm. And same with mine and my husband's. You know there's business things that we do. You don't have to share everything. So just have figure out what your yes. boundaries are in your privacy box, and then stay inside that and share outside of that. But um, the one thing about, you know, your brand and and figuring it out is I think, and we did this the other day as a team with my salon team, is we sat down around a table and 
we've created an environment that I feel like we can be, you know, very lovable, very, we love each other, but very constructive when it comes to very criticism. Candid. Yeah, yeah, very candid. Mm -hmm. And so go and find someone that, you know, whether it's your parents or, or someone that you can talk to that's going to not just like try to toot you up mm -hmm. and give you all these compliments, but go and ask them like, can you give me, and just say, you don't have to answer me now, but can you give me three things about me? Mm -hmm. Like not things, I'm not looking for compliments. I'm, and tell them you're trying to build a brand. Right. And ask them what those three things about you stands out to them. Like, yes. what are those three things that you love about me? You Makes know? you you. Yeah. And just say, I'm not looking for, you're nice, you're sweet. I'm not, not looking for, I need like deep answers. Mm -hmm. And find those people that'll give you those candid answers. And that you trust their answer. Mm -hmm. Not that you feel like you have to ask them. Like Totally, yeah. Trust Be careful them. who you ask. Yes. You know, don't don't ask anyone that you question, like, whether they have your best intent, you know, yeah, your best interest. Sure. I just... Be careful who you ask, but ask those questions because mm -hmm. I think that sometimes people see things in you that we yes. don't see in ourselves. Yes. And I think those type of things are what you need to bring out with yeah. your brand. I and I love using like Creighton um, for an example with this because in our meeting the other day, which we said this inside of his podcast too, we talked a little bit about this, but he really came into this meeting and it was like, he kind of had this ego mm -hmm. of, of- I've got it. I'm doing a great job with my <laughs> social media. And yes, he was. He was. Yeah. But there's this side of Creighton that no one gets to see, and he's hilarious. He makes me laugh harder than almost any human. Yes. And he's silly. He's so silly. Yes. And he's just a lot of fun, and he does not show that on social media because of his guard that he has up. And he needs to show that. Mm -hmm. and We're so, like begging him to. <laughs> yes. And so, like, the whole room like roasted him basically and was like, dude. You're so polished on social media, and that's not even, I mean, he is polished in real life too, yeah. but to an extent. And so we all, every single person had the same thing to say. Yeah. Everyone was like, you need to show your personality and how funny you are. Mm -hmm. And since then he has started to do that mm -hmm. and things have sort of changed for him because yeah. he's coming into like, okay, this is who I am and I've got to show people who I really am, not just this pretend curtain, you know, that I want to be and this polished, yes. you know, very, dressed to a T every day and edited photos and all of those things. So right. kind of think about that. He gave himself permission. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah, totally. And it's a work in progress. You don't, yes. there are some days where I'm like, oh, I'm not getting on my social media today. Yeah. That's fine. That's it's great. Hard. Yeah. I would rather you only show up on the days that you like feel authentic and you feel good than forcing yourself mm -hmm. to show up whenever you're like on your deathbed or just having a bad mental health day or you're stressed. Mm -hmm. People can sniff that out. Right. And you don't have to share that with your audience. Right. Totally. And it's not for everyone. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if social media, though, and I know this is going to be kind of a dagger to the heart, and that's that's okay. That's what I'm here for is what I've heard. <laughs> but <laughs> stab everybody. <laughs> but if you are like, sorry, Tara and Aubrey, social media is just not my thing, mm -hmm. then a career of you being a successful hairstylist mm -hmm. A career you other CEOs out there listening that aren't in this industry but are trying to build your own business any anyone trying to build their own image you need to go work for someone else mm -hmm. behind the scenes yeah because this day and time you have to have that part of your business yeah. or success is not going to come to you as fast as you want it to or in the way that you want it or in the way that you want it to we this is really interesting that you said that I can't remember what brand it was but there is a brand that I know you had purchased for, I think I had too, for years. 
And then all of a sudden, we got an ad with their CEO on it. Mm-hmm. And it was like she was talking about like a personal story, like her personal story. And we're like, they're figuring it out. And this is like a multi-million, yeah. million, million dollar yeah. industry mm-hmm. that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, it was like, we were like, yeah, we knew that. Like, yeah. we've been telling you guys. People are catching on to that. Even these like giant businesses that you might never think about the person behind the scenes who started it, who's running it, who's making the calls. You're seeing these CEOs like come sh- out of the woodworks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's who I have. Because yeah. you guys are they're doing this because their cells are going. Not that they're No. Not that they're but they probably aren't where they could be. It's the rule of it is now like yes. you aren't buying from businesses, you're buying, buying from people. Mm-hmm. So and like that's yeah. if you leave this podcast with one thing, please God let it be that. Yeah. Who you are is what is going to bring you success. Right. Totally. Build your empire. That's right. Yeah. Cool. cool. Anything else you've got? I don't. You know me. I can talk forever. <laughs> talk Part three, four, and five. Come yeah. in soon with me and Aubrey. That's right. That's the thing about us is we can talk all day every this day is our about life. marketing. This is what we do every day inside the office. But um, more than anything, I love when Aubrey comes on here and you guys get to hear from her. So thank you for being oh on God. here. Thank you for asking me. I love it. Of course. Of I course. I've really, you know, I've kind of strung her along the last two years. So last year, you know, we went on tour mm-hmm. and I was like, um, by the way, you're going to be teaching. Oh my God. And she's like, um, no, I'm not. I'm like, I literally was like, no, no, right? <laughs> no, totally are. Um, and now you're just a natural. Um, but the thing about Aubrey, she's always, she's an expert in what she does. And so I love that now she's bringing it to the forefront and, and teaching other people um, because she's got this genius little brain that I'm excited that she gets to share to our, our little world. So thank you. I love it. Like being in this industry, I actually, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. My freshman year of college, I almost dropped out and went to hair school. No way. Yes. And because I love it. I love the yeah. industry so much. Yeah. And so, like, this one. is literally my dream. Like, I hope everyone that listens to this, if you come to our class, like, being able to talk about this with you is literally a dream come true. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I love what you guys do. Like, each one of you is just, like, set up to have your own little dream life. Like, truly, that sounds so cheesy. Yep. But, like, so true. you have so much in front of you. Like, in this day and time, the way the industry is, the way social media is, like, you have all the tools to just live a really freaking amazing life mm-hmm. and it it psychs me up so much yeah, i know I love it. like, it's, it's, fun. it's what drives our train every day so it is totally this yeah. hairdressers are the coolest so they are i'm just i'm a little biased well i'm happy to be here i'm a little biased too <laughs> well thank you guys for listening yes. and we'll see you next time bye